Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Stylish Bride, the podcast dedicated to making sure you are dressed, styled, and down the aisle. Today, I'm thrilled to have my dear friend with me again, Mark Ingram from Mark Ingram Atelier here in New York City, one of the very best salons you're going to find anywhere, and a true tastemaker and icon in our industry, and I'm thrilled to have you back. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. What a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much, Julia. I really love being here with you. Thank you. So it's January. It's wedding dress shopping season. It is. peak of it. The peak of it. Everybody got engaged over the holidays and now it's time to start finding a dress. And I've talked about this in one of the very first episodes of my podcast on all of the things that you need to consider before going wedding dress shopping. So you guys should listen back to that if you haven't already done it. But today I want to talk with Mark and dive into the nitty gritty a little bit so that you understand as a new bride or as a bride at any stage, really, why wedding dresses cost what they do how you should assess your budget, and why they take the length of time to order that they do. Because really, you know, the guideline is shop, you know, between six and nine months. Right. Actually, shop at nine months, have your dress ordered at the very latest by six months. Very so latest six months. We're if gonna, it's made to order. If it's made to latest. order. So we're going to dive into all of these things. But let's start by talking about budget. And I think that this is a question, you know, I'll ask every bride that I personally start with and say, hey, you know, what are you thinking in terms of budget? Is there a limit that, you know, you're comfortable staying beneath? And almost always they say, I really don't know. I have no idea. What does a wedding dress cost? Or I have no budget. Or I have no budget. That's the worst answer. I have no budget. It is. So, you know, walk us through how you handle that here in the salon. What a general range today for a couture dress is. Well, historically, Julie... 10% 10% was the amount you were supposed to allot for the cost of your dress. Ah. 10% of the wedding price went to the dress. Okay. But I think that's been sort of thrown out of the, with the, bath, with the baby in the bathwater uh. because of all the celebrity weddings and everything's over the top now. Right. And girls want to dress more extravagantly for their weddings than they had in the past. And they're wearing more designer, more couture dresses, more things made you know, by couture houses in Europe and America. So that kind of is the old-fashioned rule. Talking about budget with a bride is always a very sensitive you know, and sometimes it's approached insensitively by some stores, but it's a really key element of knowing what to, where to shop and what you're going to be looking at. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I always tell them, you know, you have to sort of consider what your range is because it's only fair to tell a consultant in the store so that she can bring the right dresses to you. And, you know, here in, in your salon, Mark, they're very sensitive to it. And they'll say, is it okay if I show you a dress that's slightly over? Yes. And they're respectful. But, you know, I don't know that that always happens. And you want to make sure that you're not falling in, in love with a dress that you can't afford. They can't afford, yeah. And some girls get very insulted when, you know, when they're only being showed a certain price range of dress that's higher because they really didn't state their budget. Right. You know, you really should walk into a store and have a number in mind mind that you want to your max and your minimum because not every store also addresses every price point either in my store I don't have the space to have a huge range of price you know we start in the four thousands range for something very minimal okay and you know but our sweet spot is about eight nine and ten thousand dollars for a real bona fide couture wedding dress we do go up as high as in the 20s depending upon what you want and what's going to be on the dress yeah how do you define a couture wedding dress Couture wedding dress really is any dress that's made to order at this point. The definition is definitely loosened up from what couture really means. Couture truly means going in for fittings, 
during the process of the making of the dress. Most bridal designers, you have to visit their house, you know, their design house to do that. And those gowns will probably start at twenty dollars to $30,000 to do an actual couture dress. What we mean by couture bridal market would be dresses that are made to order based on a sample. They're not hanging someplace in a warehouse and I pulled off of a rack. You know, they are actually made per your order, not necessarily per your measurements, but definitely per size. And in some cases with the, some of the foreign vendors, it is made to your body measurements. Okay. That's a couture dress. I just think it's important that, you know, not every bride knows what that is. So exactly. thanks for defining yes. it. Yeah. And so... You know, your general price point starts around $4,000, as you said. And that's the minimal selection, I would right, say. Right, right. I was just going to say, I mean, I think that with the designers that you carry and the popular designers you're seeing in most bridal magazines, those that are left and, you know, the big images on Instagram, these gowns, the pricing really depends a lot well, I got on the fabrication yes. of the gown. You know, if you have beading or lace, right? It's the label, be more who's making the dress, but that's and where it's made is very absolutely. important. Absolutely, anything made in the U.S. is going to cost you more than made in probably Asia at this point or overseas, with the exception of coming out of the Middle East. If it's made in Lebanon, maybe you're talking about an Eli Saab or a Duhair Murad. Those dresses are very labor intensive. It's still an artisan craft. Also in India, the hand beading. So you're going to pay for the labor, really. So would you say, what would you say an opening price point for a beaded gown, you know, something, a slim silhouette, but... Could be as low as $2,000, depending, again, oh, okay. where, where you get it. Right, you know, not here. It, is it machine beating versus hand beating? Okay. There's so many things you have to consider. They may look alike to you, but they certainly don't feel alike, and the quality definitely is different. But, you know, there's a hand beaded element, and there's a machine beaded element. There's a hand embroidered element, there's a machine embroidered element. You know, there's natural fibers, and there are synthetic fibers. So all these things come into play. Is it made in a huge factory? cut with 12 other dresses at the same time or is it cut singly one by one per your measurement so all these things dictate what the cost of the dress will be at retail price and so how does an average bride find these things out designer per designer i mean you know you're brand new to the wedding world you have no idea what any of this stuff means like what do you suggest they do well most websites i know designer websites will give like a dollar sign or stars and say this dress is three dollar signs and that means it's ten thousand dollars you know it gives you a range of price of where they fall in most designers don't have really a big range of price either like oscar de la renta Caroline herrera monique lillier Mirrors Bollinger, you know, their range really is narrow in the sense that it really doesn't go below a certain price point normally. They have diffusion lines like Bliss and Inez that maybe, or Anne Barge, Blue Willow, where you can find an opening price point dress by designer house, but the quality and the craftsmanship will not be the same as their couture dresses for sure. Okay. For sure. All right. Well, but, you, but you get a style sensibility what the designer does at a lesser price point. Right. And I think that you know, for a new bride to the industry, it's important to do your research on who carries what, right. because these lines are not the same. So ML by Monique, if, oh, it's it, called Bliss. Bliss, yes. Bliss is absolutely different than her. Her tour line, yes. Exactly. It is, it and is. so knowing the price point and figuring out who has what is an important part of doing your research before you shop. Yes. And, you know, I think that it also leads us into talking a little bit about how the social media photos and Pinterest, which is, you know, quite controversial in our industry, actually. Yes, because, it is. You know, I use it all the time for my clients to keep track of styles. But right. 
the photo itself is often quite different than what you get yes, in the store. Totally manipulated. And it's on a, usually on a runway model. Right. So it has a different appeal. She's very tall. She's very slim. She doesn't have much of a chest usually or much of a waist-bust-hip ratio. You yeah. know, she's a little more boyish, and dresses look good on some of those girls, most right. of those girls. Right. But they're not a true size and a true measurement of what a real girl looks like. Right. And I think that it's also, you know, you can Photoshop things, and you can manipulate the photo. Yes. And take it at a certain angle that makes, uh, you know, a cheap dress look great. Look great. Or expensive dress not look great. I mean, exactly. I, we don't see yeah. that that often, but, you know, it can, a photo makes such a difference. And I think that, you know, coming into the store and feeling it for yourself is a really important yes. piece of this. Especially if you're into fabrics, you know, right. you may not care. Right. You may right. want to wear a totally synthetic dress made in a factory in China and spend $1,000 for your wedding dress. And that's totally fine. Yeah. But know that you won't find that in certain stores. Yeah. And you can't ask the store that you're in to have that if that's not what they carry. If that's not what they carry. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, again, it goes back to doing your research and understanding. Be true to yourself. I mean, I think that there's really nothing worse than somebody spending more than they should on their wedding dress. Right. And regretting it. They're usually yeah. miserable in the whole process. They're picking and they're needle, nickeling and diming and picking every little detail yeah. apart because they've kind of gone over budget. Yeah. And it's not a very pleasant experience for the store or for the bride, for actually. The bride. She it's worries too much provoking. about it. It's very anxious behavior. is usually exhibited. <laughs> and you know, the people have to also take into consideration that there's an alterations fee. Yes. And shipping and, or tax. Or tax, yes. So there's all these fees, plus you need to buy accessories and yeah. shoes. Undergarments. Undergarments and a veil. These, you know, most of these prices are not included in the dress. There's very few all-inclusive packages that you get in a store. Right. It might include alterations at the minimal, but minimum, but it will definitely not include uh, shoes or accessories. Right. So, you know, once a bride determines where she is budget-wise, and you know, your ten percent rule is actually a very interesting one. When you said that in in the beginning, how traditionally the cost of the dress should be about ten percent of what you're spending on your wedding. Right. What's funny about that is that most of the wedding planners that I work with now who have their brides come and, and shop with me and are styled by me don't even include the wedding dress in the budget. In the they budget, use it right. in a totally separate category. Right. But you know why? Because the wedding dress has become so inspired by red carpet events and runway and everyday life. Yeah. You know, the category of wedding dresses has expanded tremendously. You know, when I started 20 years ago, you bought a wedding dress in a wedding salon Primarily, that designer only made wedding dresses, not ready-to-wear or separates. She or he did a certain thing and did it really well. Yeah. And there weren't that many designers out there and there weren't that many stores. Yeah. So it's very different now. It is very different. And there's so much information these days. Yes. Almost too much information to confuse a girl. That's why getting started can be hard. Like you said, you know, do some research before you start your, know where you're going, know what they carry, know the price point. It's very important that we want to manage your expectations, but you should manage your own expectations. It's very important to do that. It's true. I mean, I think it's hard to get this information sometimes for girls. I mean, you know, when you're newly engaged and maybe you don't have a lot of friends who have done this already, you know, how do you figure out which designers cost what? And I think that, you know, these girls should call the store and talk to them. Hey, I see you carry Monique Lillier. Hey, I see you carry, you know, Carolina Herrera. Right. Tell me right. about the price points. Right. It's, again, it's very sensitive. You don't want to start a conversation when someone answers the phone and says, well, what's your budget? I mean, it, it's very off-putting. Sure. You know, we're more sensitive. Is there a price range we need to respect? Is there a range of price you'd like to be within? Because, again, you come into the store and you might 
find something for a thousand dollars more than your budget that blows your mind and it's right. worth it. And if, maybe you'll cut something else. Maybe you'll cut a flower someplace or right. cut, you know, maybe cut one guest or something. Yeah. If you want to go beyond your I budget, dress. you're out. <laughs> because a dress really is important. I mean, no, I'm not biased, of course, right, but, of course. <laughs> but a dress is a really important part of the whole process. And it the is. girl dreams about the dress her whole life. Yeah. You're never going to you know? take a picture of that random. Exactly. But you'll exactly. see your, your Sorry, dress cake makers. All the time. Sorry, florists. <laughs> sorry, photographers. But uh, no, really. So have an open mind. Don't have a strict budget, but have right. a range. And if you find the salesperson is showing you things beyond your range, then simply say, this is beyond my range. You yeah. know, rather than sit there and be uncomfortable trying on these dresses right. and knowing that you can't afford them, that's one of the worst feelings in your yeah. life because you may fall in love with something you really can't afford. I know, and I know. trust it's me, an $8,000 difference dress is different than a $2,000 dress. It I'm is. I'm sure it, it is. It is. So, you yeah. know, I mean, and in fact, actually, that's probably a good thing to talk about. You know, there are these ranges where you go up to kind of $2,500 and up until that price point, you know, you've got David's Bridal and right. Beholden, Beholden and, you know, I'm not actually, I'm not even quite as familiar with those yes, designs. I'm not either, unfortunately. But that's the majority of the market. Let's face it, it Julie, the average price point for a wedding dress in America, I believe, is $2,000. Oh, okay. You know, for the average, for the country. So what we're talking about in couture is really... 1%, possibly even less of the market. Right. And I think that these girls, you know, can use inspiration from the couture because it does trickle down. And Vera yes. Wang does a line for David's Bridal, as yes, we all know. Yes, And if I had $1,500 to spend on a dress, that's probably where I would go. Exactly. You're still getting design aesthetic. Exactly. You may be getting a lesser fabric, a lesser make, a lesser yep. construction, a lesser fit. But overall, the aesthetic is Vera Wang. Yeah, it's true. So... These dresses are so costly and it leads me into our, the other thing I want to cover is that they're really time consuming to produce. This is true. Yes. And I've touched on this before, but I really think that it's important to talk about it with you because it's another thing I find, and I don't know if you've found this in recently, is that brides can't believe how long it takes to order a dress. Yes. And this year, 2018 specifically, girls came in very close to their wedding dates, hoping to order a couture dress. I think there's a lot of confusion out there in the market as to when you should shop and a lot of feeling that you can wait and wait and wait and get what you want. And yeah. that can be true in certain cases, but you may have to pay for it. Absolutely. You know, there are rush charges involved. Sometimes fabrics are not available. Sometimes it just can't be done in yeah. less than a four or five month period. Absolutely. I mean, I've, you know, sometimes designers just say no. They just say no. They just can't say do it. no. You know, and again, because bring your hopes up so high that you, you know, think you can get something in three months and you can't. There's yeah. nothing worse than that feeling either. Unless you're willing to buy a store sample. That's another way to go. Is right. Buying a store, a sample off the rack. It's not going to be new though, right. and it will be discounted, but it's not going to be a dress made for you specifically. Right. And if you're a sample size, then yes. that's an option. Yes. But if you aren't, you're out of luck on that. Right. So you know, we suggest that you start shopping for your dress about nine months before the wedding. I think the average, you know, date is about six months before your wedding that you should have your dress comfortably ordered so that you're not incurring rush fees and you can accommodate for all sorts of, you know, delays in production should they happen. And also two, if not two and a half months for fittings. That's right. So count that into the mix. Most of my designers take minimally, I'd say 12, 14 or 16 weeks to make the dress. Yeah. Pending, you know, nothing's going wrong with fabric delivery right. or lateness. So I think that thinking about six months prior to your wedding to have your dress ordered, 
I mean, nine months, truthfully, because yeah. six, three months of those is fittings. Right. When the dress actually arrives. And you've got to allow for possibly something came in on wrong on the dress, or you're going to make some modifications on the dress that has to go back to the designer. If it's overseas, you must ship it back to Europe or Israel or wherever right. it's being made. You know, there's time it needs to be factored in there as well. You don't want to rush your fittings. You really yeah. want this to make This is all part of the beautiful process of wearing buying a couture dress is the fittings. It should be a glorious time yeah. when you're enjoying this with your family, with your friends, with your maid of honor, learning how to bustle your dress, yeah. learning in and out of it to get to the bathroom, right. you know, all these little fun things that you're going to do yeah. on your day of your wedding. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I have a feeling there are a lot of brides having a panic attack out there because yes. they yes. may be spring brides who don't have their dress ordered. So I want to say that, you know, the caveat is there are certain designers that can do it quickly yes. and you have options, but to really protect your best interest and to do it in a way that's not stressful, you want to follow the guidelines Mark just set out. Right. I have found dresses for people in two weeks when they've come to me and they've hated something they purchased when I wasn't with them. And then, oh, my God, we need to find something. You know, this happens sometimes. Yeah, there are always exceptions. Also, depending time of year. Right. Because, you know, the heavy manufacturing period really is still in America for late spring, summer, and early fall weddings. So they're gearing up four to five months before those dates are at their peak of production. If you're having a wedding in January or February or December, it's very possible you could get something made really quickly. Yeah, that's a great yeah, point. Very I mean, at least in the Northeast, you know, we don't yes. do a whole lot of weddings at that yes. time of year. Yes. So everybody always loves a winter wedding in our yes. industry because it's nice. It's downtime. So talk to me a little bit more just about your process on costs. So, you know, I've mentioned that you sign a contract when you decide on your dress. Yes. And you usually put a deposit down. It's 50 to 60% is probably the norm in the industry that secures the store that you're actually serious about the purchase and allows them to actually order the dress because the stores have expenses too that have to be met. And then upon the arrival of your dress to the store, or your first fitting is when your balance usually is charged at that point, or shall we say paid for. Okay. And I do want to stress, and I've said it probably, I don't know, three or four times over the course of this podcast, that these deposits are non-refundable. They are non-refundable. You need to know that, ladies. And so when you're making a choice, you know, do try to really Take it seriously. It's not a joke. It's pretty serious. You know, you should take it seriously. Of course, if you choose something on Monday and Tuesday, Monday night, you come back and say you've made a horrible mistake. You know, that's really up to, to the discretion of the store because right. you have signed a contract. But I think any fair store would probably refund you yeah. your money or most of it back. But if you're going to walk in there three months later after you bought a dress, that's a hard thing for a store to kind of cancel that process. Absolutely. It's up to the designer. If the dresses are already in works, there's no way you're going to get a full refund back. Right. The store has to take that dress in. Right. And I think that, you know, these dresses are purchased by you, you give them money. So it's not that, you know, you would be actually losing money I'd if be losing you, money. you have to gave them their full the dress. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we're not even going to go into what happens when the wedding is canceled. But, I know. I you know, know. Occasionally it happens. It happens. Yeah. I know. So, and then the alterations fee, I know it varies very much from store it to store. It does vary. And it varies from state to state, city to city, country to country. You know, it depends on the kind of work you want to have done on your dress, the kind of expectation you have. You know, if you're used to wearing fine clothes and you're used to wearing, having a certain fit and custom tailoring level, you're going to pay more for it, especially in New York City, in any major city, Chicago, New York, L.A. Miami because the talent right you know you're paying for the talent who's pitting who is sewing your dress Absolutely. and how are they doing it also how complicated the dress is some dresses only need a hem and a bustle right you know if they've been made to measure 
you may need less work than just offering a, you know, picking a straight size. Right. But it's all, it all depends on how many times much you go into that dress to fit it and how many layers of fabric you have to go through mm-hmm. and how many fittings you have sometimes. Because, you know, once you pass the three fitting mark, you've got to consider the store's time and the seamstress's time and effort going to address, you know, three and four and five times to take it down because you've changed your size or your mind on certain elements can cost you more as well. Right. Now, some salons do a flat fee. They do, yes. And in your salon, it is based on the work. It's really worse than the work and the price point because... Again, a flat fee is, is not fair to, for a girl to pay. She's buying a really simple dress that didn't need any work. Right. But it's also not fair to a seamstress who is going to do a lot of work on a dress that's very time-consuming. Yeah. Because I think that you're going to get the best work when she feels that she's being paid or when the store feels are being compensated fairly for the work. Yeah. Alterations can make or break a dress. They really can. 100%. It's in the fitting process that when the dress becomes truly yours, we say that's the process when... The dress is molded to your body and makes it look the best possible for your wedding day is when you have a serious alterations process. Yeah, absolutely. And you want to spend on those alterations, ladies, because... That's not where you skimp. Not where you skimp. Yeah. But you do have to budget that in to the total cost. So, Mm -hmm. And it can range as high as... $1,500, depending on what you bought and how long is the train, how how much beading and laces on the dress, how the fabric is too precious to really, you know, handle a certain way. But I would say, you know, think around maybe 10% of the price of your dress is kind of the rule or more. You know, for around in our store, about 10 to 12 percent, you know, 8 percent range, depending again, again, what it costs. Right. But what has to be done ultimately? Well, that is great advice. And I hope that this has helped all of you new brides out there who are getting ready to start the shopping process. And you should definitely, definitely make a trip to New York if you don't live here already and visit Mark Ingram Atelier. Thank you. I love the plug. Of course. <laughs> I know. We do have girls from all around the country and all around the world. It's pretty amazing. We're Absolutely. so lucky. Absolutely. Well, yeah. thank you for being here and sharing all of your tips, Mark. You are so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening. We want to hear from you if you have questions that we haven't covered. So please reach out. You can find me on Instagram at The Stylish Bride. And you can find Mark on Instagram Instagram at Mark Ingram Bride. And we want to hear from you. So please reach out. And for all of you that have enjoyed this podcast, please write a review wherever you get your podcasts from. We really appreciate it. And it helps other brides find us. And don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss a tip on how to be dressed, styled and down the aisle. Bye for now.